Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the episode of Living Light Outdoors with you from the recliner. Yep, it's a Monday. I'm finally home from the shop. I'm trying to cool down. So I just thought I'd jump on here and give you a little shout out. Uh, got a message for you. You know, I've been been in this Bible study with this group of guys, and, and uh, it's been a really good series, and, and there's been some really quality stuff in there, and I, I just keep catching these little nuggets and I think man some of this stuff I just got to share I, I can't I can't just keep this to myself there's some of this is is such a good lesson that we all need to catch and, and hear so I'm going to share with you tonight something that I, and I hope I hope you you pay close attention to this because I think some of us really need to grasp what God is saying to us but tonight and I titled this follow him to your Eden so we're going to go back all the way to Genesis back to the beginning Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27 says this. Then God said, Let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make man in our image according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness, and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth, and over everything that creeps and crawls on the earth, so God created man in his own image, and in the image and likeness of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Now that's, that's you know, right off the bat telling us that the, the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, I love how it says that, let us make man in our image. And then it goes on to say he made him in his likeness. So then we're going to jump to Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 through 9. Genesis chapter 2 verses 1 through 9 says that so the heavens and the earth were completed and all their hosts the inhabitants and by the seventh day God completed his work which he had done and he rested he ceased on the seventh day from all his work which he had done so God blessed the seventh day and, and sanctified it as his own so that it is set apart as holy from other days because in it he rested from all of his work, which he had created and done. This is the history of the origin of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in, in the day, that is, days of creation, that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. No shrub or plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprouted. For the Lord had not, uh, had not caused rain to fall on the earth, and there was no man to cultivate the ground, but a mist, a fog or dew or a vapor used to rise from the, the land and water the entire surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed, that is created, the body of man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being, an individual complete in body and spirit, and the Lord God planted a garden, an oasis in the east, in Eden, delight, land of happiness. And he put the man whom he had formed created there. And in that garden, the Lord God caused to grow from the ground every tree that is desirable and pleasing to the sight and good, suitable, pleasant for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the experiential knowledge, the recognition of the difference between good and evil. Now, with all of that being said, and you know, this is, we started in Genesis chapter 1, 26, 27, where, where God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit 
contemplated and decided, let's make man in our image, in our likeness. And then in Genesis chapter 2, it kind of culminates the creation, everything that's been created over the last six, seven days. And then now that God rested on the seventh and he created man. So he formed him out of the dust of the earth and then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. So then he created man. He created male and female and he created them. So interestingly though, if I were to ask you, where was Adam created? What location was Adam created? Almost every one of us would respond in the garden. But I want to share with you that that's not true. Adam was not created in the garden, which is important for us to understand spiritually. There, there's, a, there's, a, there's a spiritual nugget buried in this. I want you to catch this. Genesis chapter 2 verse 8 states, Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. So he didn't create him in the garden of Eden. He created him somewhere else, but he put the man there. Now, I've never heard this verse preached on, but I think it's a significant point in the creation of Adam, and we need to understand it. Based on the scripture, Adam was made somewhere other than Eden, and that is where Adam was given life. So, so, so wherever it was, it wasn't in the garden because God created the garden after he created man. I want you to catch this. There's an importance to it, and I'm going I'm to get to that. Adam's form was created, but not in the garden, and he also wasn't miraculously transported to Eden. God created Eden, and then the Bible says, and brought the man there. God has created a place. He, he's created a destiny just for you. Your Eden that's been built by God. We, we will arrive in our Eden only one way, by following God. Now, now we're going to get to the meat of this thing. He holds our hand. He leads us. And he knows where we're going because likely we don't. Like sheep, he leads us to our still waters. The other noteworthy part of this story is that it didn't matter from where Adam started, but more so it mattered where he followed. So God, God created him in, in, in wherever he created him, in, in his creation, in the midst of his creation. And, and, but, it, but the most important part is that God followed him to his Eden, to that garden. So you might have been abused. Maybe you, maybe you were abandoned. Maybe you've had an addiction. We, we all have our stories. Each one of us has a story. We, we, we have a story of, of, of the muck and the mire that we were, we were caught in. You know, the Bible says that we're all born into sin. None of us were, were born into this luxury lap of Christianity, of living a holy life. We were born into sin. Now, now many of us may have had the opportunity to be raised in, in a good, solid Christian home. I was. I, I had a mom and a dad. I, I, my, they took me to church. They cared for me. They poured into me. You know, they, they taught me the ways of life according to the Word of God to the best of their ability. It, 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 you know, it was my choice that I didn't follow the things that I was raised in for quite some time. It, it took a long time to get there. So we all have a story that we could tell. But your destiny is not dependent on where or in what soil you grew up. My, my, my destiny wasn't, wasn't dependent on how I was raised. 
I, I know a lot of people who didn't have the opportunity that I was raised in. You know, my, my, my family, we weren't well off, we weren't rich, but, but we, we had the things that we needed. We, we, we did okay. You know, we, we, my dad was a, a union pipe fitter and a plumber. You know, he, he did good as, as far as working. So we had a home, it was an old farmhouse. You know, we had an old farm. We, we had some horses, we had some cattle, we had a fishing pond, you know, that, but that's how I grew up. I, I grew up chasing my dad around hunting quail and, and, and living in the outdoors and growing up that way. I had a great, uh, a great young life. You know, my story, some of you heard, my, my dad passed away when I was 13 years old. I, I, I mean, I, I watched him die of a heart attack right in front of my face playing basketball with him. So, so that, you know, I have a story to tell. But my destiny isn't dependent on where or in what soil that I grew up and neither is yours. You might have come from poverty. Maybe you came from privilege. Maybe you were uneducated. Or maybe you came from an educated family. Maybe you were spiritual. Or maybe you weren't spiritual. Maybe your family wasn't spiritual. Maybe you grew up in a moral culture. Or, or maybe you didn't. Maybe you grew up in an immoral culture full of trouble and trial. But God created your Eden for you. And you need to arrive only when your willing heart is in his hand. Your, your need to get there is, is all about your willing heart in his hand. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 says this. I'm sorry, 2 Timothy 2, 15. Study and show, or study and do your best to present yourself to God approved. A workman, tested by trial who has no reason to be ashamed of accurately handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Study to show yourself approved. Present yourself to God approved. Be, be a workman tested by trial. We have no reason to be ashamed that we accurately handle and skillfully teach the word of truth. Now, maybe you're thinking, well, wait a minute. That's not my role. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a teacher. I'm, you know, I'm not any of those things. But yet, we are still called to tell our story. We're to go into, into all the world and preach the gospel, the story of Jesus Christ. His story. His story of how he delivered us from bondage. That that story of truth will set others free. That, that's what we're called to do. That's our, that's our destiny. You, you are not your past addictions. You're not your past choices. You're not caught in your worst moments or your mistakes or any negative narrative that you might have. You're not caught there. God divinely created you and he, and he created you to have a destiny. Remember Jeremiah chapter one, verse five, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself. I set you apart and I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. God knew you before you were ever formed. None of this other stuff matters. You may have been raised in a, in, a, in a difficult way. Maybe you had a broken home. Maybe you had a good home like mine. Maybe you had a mom and a dad. Maybe you only had one or the other. Maybe your grandparents raised you. Maybe, maybe you were sent into a foster system. None of that matters because God said, I knew you before I ever formed you in your mother's womb and I set you apart to be a voice to the nations. God knows the plans he has for you and they're good plans. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans and the thoughts I have for you, says the Lord. 
Plans for peace and well-being, not for disaster. To, to give you a hope and a future. He knows the way because he knows what Eden he is taking you to. All we have to do is learn to follow him. You, you're going through a challenging time in your life. I don't know that there's a single person out there tonight listening to the sound of my voice who could tell you they haven't been in a difficult time. We all have our difficult moments. We all have our stories. We, we've all felt fallen short of the glory of God. We were born into sin. But we have a choice. God gave us a free will. Remember that the message I just talked about? You are free. You're free to make the choice to follow him. It's the best one you can make. Look at where everything else has gotten us in our life. Our life with Christ is our only hope. He is our destiny. We can bypass it. We can take a detour. We don't have to follow the path he created. But I'm telling you, that's not a good choice. And we're going to pay dearly for those decisions. I'm also not going to tell you that when you choose to follow Christ and you surrender your heart to him and give him everything you have, that you're, that you're automatically not going to have a difficult life. That's not how it works. The enemy is going to attack you in every way, shape, or form. And the moment you decide, hey, I'm, I'm going to get my life in order, I'm going to do the right things, all hell's going to break loose around you, I guarantee you. But that's why the Bible says because of this, remember in Ephesians, because of this, having done all you can to stand, stand therefore. Put on the armor of God. Strap on every piece of it. Sharpen your sword. That, that sword is the word of God. How do we sharpen it? By getting in his word and learning it. Because that's how we learn how to use our sword. That shield of faith is important. We, we, we've got to protect ourselves from the attacks of the enemy. Learn to shore up the weak spots in our life. Remember? Remember those, those places that we know we struggle in? Well, our enemy knows those places too, and that's where he's coming after you at. So learn to build those up. Learn, learn to, re, to repair the breach of the wall. Make him find another place to attack you. Stand your ground. Keep your eyes on Jesus. No matter the storm around you, all it takes from, from our Lord Jesus is, is just the whisper of his word, and it'll calm every storm in our life. What if he doesn't calm your storm? Stand with him. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Remember when Peter got out of the boat? One of my favorite stories I like to tell. Here's, here's my buddy, knucklehead Peter. And Jesus calls him out of the boat. Jesus out there walking on the water in the storm, in the midst of the waves that were testing them. And Jesus said, come on. Peter gets out of the boat and he begins walking on the waves. He begins walking on the water towards Jesus. But he got distracted by the storm. He took his eyes off the Lord and he got to looking at the waves and he got to looking at the wind and the effects of the wind and, and, and it, all of a sudden he began to sink. And he had to cry out, Lord, save me. The Bible records that it says instantly Jesus reached out and lifted him up. What's crazy cool to me, it doesn't say this in any form of the word that I've ever been able to find except the MOV, which is my own version. How'd they get back in the boat? It, 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 does, it does reflect after they got in the boat. I believe that Jesus and Peter walked together on those waves in that storm and got back in the boat together. And it was after Jesus was in the boat that he spoke 
peace be still. And the waves ceased. It was after he got in the boat. Listen, if you're in the midst of a storm, get a hold of Jesus. Get your eyes on the Lord. Get focused on him. That, that storm may not cease immediately, but as long as you're walking with Jesus, there'll come a time when he'll say, peace be still. And that storm around your life's going to cease. And, and there's going to be some calm water for you. But more than anything, you're going to be with the Lord. I, I, cannot, I, I can't stress that enough. He's our answer. He's our hope. He's the only hope that we have in this chaotic mess we live in today. Get, get connected to the Lord. If you're not walking with him on a daily basis, if you're not living your life for Christ, fix that. It's not hard. Just simply repent. Surrender to him. God, I, I, I'm a mess. I, I got sin in my life. I'm, I'm not following you. I'm not living for you. God, I need your help. God, I ask you to forgive me. And, and I ask you to fill me full of your spirit right now. In Jesus' name. And as you do that, you open the door and you allow Jesus into your heart. Remember in Revelation it says, I stand at the door and knock. If anybody would open that door, I would come in and dine with him and him with me. He's not coming in without the invitation. You're going to have to open the door. Invite him into your life tonight. Invite him into your storm tonight. Invite him into your calm tonight. And just let his peace flow over you tonight. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following our ministry. Thank you for supporting us financially. We are being blessed. People are joining us right now, and they're coming alongside of us, and our financial matters are growing. We're watching people begin to partner with us in great ways, and we're seeing the results of that. We're seeing the, the expansion of this ministry. We're seeing it grow leaps and bounds. You're a part of that, and we're thankful for you. We're praying that God will bless you abundantly. As you give to him, according to his word, he'll give back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured right into your lap. Listen, if, if, you're, if you're not tithing, if you're, if you're currently going to a church on a regular basis and you call that church home, you need to tithe. You need, you need to give what God says is, is his, his first 10%. That, that's a tithe. It's, it's, it's what tithe means is 10%. But he's, he's, that's all he requires of us. But I, 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 I cannot even stress enough to tell you that if you'll do that, he'll show himself faithful. As you are faithful to him, he'll be faithful to you. I'm seeing it. Ron and I have made some changes in our financial status recently. We've been through a difficult time. You've heard me talk about this. But when we got our mind made up and we began to do things the way God was leading us to do them, the door is opening and he is blessing us. He is pouring into our lap. Thank you for following the Lord. Thank you for following his lead. Thank you for being obedient and sensitive to his spirit. Give if you can. All of the giving links, www.livinglightoutdoors.com, right there on our Facebook page. You can give right here on the podcast. Pray for us, please. Continue to pray with us uh, that God uses this ministry to, to, to further his kingdom on this earth. Amen. That This voice is going into places that I, I'd have never dreamed possible. He's using what, the gift that he's given me. I'm being obedient. I'm on the mic every day, even on the days I don't really feel like it because I'm tired. 
but I'm doing what he's called me to do, and I'm seeing the fruits of the labor. Amen. God's going to have his way if we'll let him. Thank you guys so much. God bless you. We will talk to you again real soon.